Welcome to this episode of Circle of Trades. I'm Todd Studer in studio today. Travis Waldstein, Air Surf Heating and Air Conditioning of Council Bluffs. Welcome back to the studio, sir. And weather's been quite a bit better as far as heat goes, but we have been dealing with a little bit of rain. Rain and humidity. Mm-hmm. It's great. You know, 85 and swampies fantastic weather it's pretty bad when i got a dehumidifier going to my house and my humidity alert is going off on my phone you know for those of you that have it you walk it's like it feels good but it's a little bit whatever a little bit stuffy you just can't quite put your finger on it yeah Yeah, and ac's running the filters are clean it's just for humidity it's probably been about the worst summer i can remember now temperature wise nah, not bad at all so you know well, you brought in Cindy Schmader. Yes, I did. From Service Master Restored by Schmader. And this should be a lot of fun because, well, first off, do you want to get the Iowa-Nebraska thing out of the way in the beginning or do you want to save it for the end? Listen, her, listen, her and her husband are Nebraska fans, but, you know, he he works for a company in Omaha and he had a black and gold truck, but it was a Ford. So he had this black and gold truck for a long time. <laughs> and did, every did. time I saw that truck and I saw Frank, I would give him all kinds of business over that. So, <laughs> And I think he probably hates me for it too, but that's okay. He so. hate himself, no. <laughs> well, Cindy, thank you so much for coming in. Well, thank you for having me. What I know that you there's something in your mind that there's a correlation here that I'm not picking up yet, but I'm sure that there's there's a way that this is all going to come full circle, and there's going to be a really interesting point to this. Well, you know, obviously last week we talked football. A week, I'm sorry, you, you know, <laughs> going to be talking about the Hawkeyes and Huskers. We'll have a conversation, but no, this week I was sitting with sitting in. We've done some work with her before. Was with. with Service Master Store, Service Master by Schmader. Yep. You know, we, we yep. I, I, I'm not perfect. You need to correct me on No, that. you're good. Okay, you're good. we're good. <laughs> you know, but I mean, she's, you know, you're in the restoration business. I, I'm speaking for you, and I'm going to let you elaborate. But basically, listen, when people are having a really shitty day, like their house catches on fire, or, you know, the, the flood, you know, they had the fl- seven inches of rain and the house flooded, and, you know, you got contents and you got all this other crap work i mean i don't mean that to be no intense, i get it it's yep you know it's probably the worst time for people you know in their homes and businesses that they're dealing with and so a lot of, what she does you know to bring in is huge but you know it's how do i don't put this you know it kind of falls back on it you know with the trades and getting people into it but i also think it's really rewarding work but it's not something where you have to have a four-year degree Correct. By any stretch to be able to do. And so I thought it's a great opportunity. You know, we're talk, trying to talk to younger people or talking to people that, you know, don't know a lot about your business because mm-hmm. you have the same issues that we have sure. as far as bringing people in. So I wanted to talk a little bit about your business, yeah. not all the gloom and doom, <laughs> you know, because there is some of that with it. Yeah. But talk about it. Talk about, you know, some of the, you know, opportunities and some of the stuff you get involved with, you know, that, that makes the job worth doing. Cause you've been doing this well for 14, 15 years that I know of. September 3rd will be 20 years. Oh, see, there you go. 20 years so. this year. So yeah, our, you know, our business is very, in, in fact, we like to hire people that don't know the business. You know, there's a lot of good people out there that know the business and do it right and do it well, but we have our our kind of our own way of doing it. So no, we would love to, you know, talk to high school kids, college kids, kids that just, you know, maybe going on for a higher education is just not for them. And they can start out at the ground level. We, we 
teach them. They learn, you know, they can learn a lot of it's hands-on. Mm-hmm. We have some training on the computer, not a lot of that. Most of ours is hands-on and they can, you know, we've got, you know, we've got technicians, not, not any at my place currently, but we've got technicians across the board that can make, you know, $70,000, $80,000 a year. They do their job, they do it well, they get paid commission. I mean, so it is, it's a good industry to go into, in my opinion. Just got to get into the right niche of things. And so. Well, there's a lot involved with it too. There I, is. I, so, you know, let's talk a little bit about the process for, you know, okay, you get to call at 2 a.m. Because mm-hmm. you never get at 8 o'clock in the morning. No, no. no. <laughs> so you get to call at 2 a.m., hey, we had a flood, we have a fire. You know, what does that look, you know, because listen, this isn't an 8 to 5 job. Right. You know, so what does it look like for your team when you get that call? Is it a case to, you know, assessment? Is it a case to where you have people are? Kind of talk about that process yeah. and how people get involved So we have what we call an on-call team. So yeah. it's usually two people each week. We rotate weeks. So it's, a, you know, when you're on call, you're seven days a week, 24-7. We're all 24-7, 365. But for this team, for the on-call team, we get the call, usually comes in our office. I get it. Jordan will get it. Sometimes one of us will go out, depending on what we hear from the homeowner. If it sounds like it's something that's just you know, enormous and, you know, we'll go out just to make sure. Sometimes, you know, even though the little jobs, people will say, oh, it's not that bad. Don't, don't worry about it till later. And those sometimes can be the worst ones. Mm -hmm. So we'll go out, we'll evaluate it, kind of put a plan together, get the team out there, depending on how big the loss is, depends on how many people go out. And then, you know, once we do, you know, extraction of whether it's water, we do the extraction, tear out, then we come back every day and we check that. So you've got to do follow-up visits. So it's 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 a it's a process. And I always tell people, typically on water, it's a three to five day process. You know, from the time you know again, depending on how big it is, but by the time we tear everything out that's wet, we try to get it dried up. You know, we've got we sometimes there's bound water and wood you just can't dry up, and then that needs to go to a contractor to be torn out. And mm-hmm. so that you know that happens on the fire side. It's a little bit different. There's a lot of different areas of the fire so you really kind of have to know what you're doing before you do it Mm -hmm. Uh, i jordan and i typically are the ones that go out on the fires first and then we bring in the teams and kind of guide them and and try to teach them and and i vegru just had this the other day something came up and and they were asking me a question and i'm like i have all this knowledge in my head but there's no way i could possibly teach it to anyone unless it comes up like Mm. when the situation comes up it's an opportunity to teach. So we have a lot of teaching moments. Actually so. on the job sites. On the so, job sites. Yep. So, you know, I'm thinking a great example. So let's see, I have a fire situation. I suppose, you know, if nobody knows my first reaction, would be to, well, let's just start pitching stuff. And that's the wrong <laughs> reaction. Right, right. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so how you handle that or, you know, serious, let's say there's, you know, it always seems like I hear about with floods and fires and stuff, and we deal with it too, not like you do. Right. But, you know, hey, I want to save heirlooms or pieces or, you know, this was great grandmas from 110 years ago. Right. Can we, you know, and, and every one of them situations is a little bit different as right. far as how you handle it. Right. Correct? It is. Yeah, it is correct. So a lot of it depends on what type of a fire it is, you know, how long the fire burned, you know, how bad the fire is. I mean, there's... There's a lot of things we can do to restore, but there are some times that we're just like, hey, if that's great grandma's heirloom and you want it back, you're going to get it back. What we do is we just say best effort. So we take it back to our shop. We do the best that we can. We might clean it four or five times. We might ozone it half a dozen times just to get the smell out of it. 
and then we're wrapping it up, we're bringing it back to you. But you, each, and each one of those are a little bit different. So it just depends a lot too on the homeowner. Mm-hmm. We'll go through with you and just based off experience, like we can tell you, say, hey, you know, we can clean that desk or we can clean that picture on the wall or maybe we can't. Mm-hmm. And then we just kind of leave it up to you. And then if you tell us, well, hey, I want that, you know, that picture on the wall, that was great grandma's, I want that back. Mm-hmm. And so then at that point, we'll take it and just do best effort. Mm-hmm. So... So when you got a let's say a, a young twenty something high school out of high school mm-hmm. that wants to get into this, obviously there's a few people that have done it, experience, but you don't necessarily want the PSC train on the go. Do you have you know like for what I do, you know we have apprenticeship programs. So right. you apprenticeship, of course, we're out working, you see stuff. So it's a combination of that. So which is a little bit different. Probably because I'm sure there's probably certain scenarios through your guys's program that says, hey. This is the things you should look for here, to look for here. How, I'm not sure you have what I call an apprenticeship program, but there's got to be yeah. a way to make your people proficient <laughs> for a job. What does that look like for someone coming into it that maybe wants to learn right. what you do? Well, ours kind of is an apprenticeship. I mean, if they come, if you come into our business and not knowing anything, and we've got, we've had people that have came in from, like we've got a guy that came in from a printing company, didn't know anything. We had somebody that came in, we're, I I actually don't even know where he came from, to be honest, but didn't know anything about restoration. So literally we'll team you up with a lead. So we've got the different levels, you know, and like you start out at the bottom. So I would call that pretty much the apprenticeship. And then you're with our lead or you're with Jordan or I or one. You, you'll always be with somebody that knows or has a little bit more experience. And the one thing that I always tell people, you know what, it's okay to go out on a job and not know everything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to know everything, but you ne- need to know who to go ask the answers or ask mm-hmm. the questions to to get the answers to make it make it break it so we but I would love I mean I would love it if we get some young kids in because you know we do a lot of demo you know we and of course we do a lot of moving with the fire so we're always lifting boxes and furniture and so we're like a kind of a glorified moving company if you yes. will so but you know there's the demo and the the boys it's funny because we have a group of guys that they Love the demo process. Absolutely love it. Get to go beat the hell out they, of stuff again. They do. Out. You're having a bad, and I'm not going to lie. If you're having a bad day, it it's is great. a great <laughs> stress reliever. So, you know, but it's, but it, and, but they also learn too, because like we've had guys come in that don't know how to use tools. And we had one guy, he's like, what kind, what does, I said, go get the zip saw. He's like, I, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, oh, and I have to stop and think, I've been doing this for 20 years. I know what it is. So now I have to teach him this is what it is. Well, so. and there's not a well, it is coming back down, but for a while, if your parents were mechanically inclined and you did take shot right. class, they didn't know. Yeah, you didn't know. And, exactly. and I say that's guys, guys or girls, you, you, right. you know. And so you, you, it sounds ridiculous. But it, it's if you don't know and don't even have an understanding, you you're literally starting at right. the beginning. Right, and that's where sometimes I have to step back and think they don't know what they don't know, and so it's my job to 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 teach them. And so what we've kind of started doing too is we bring people in. We'll kind of go through the tools too. You know that you know, and it may sound like it's kind of dumb, but it's like this is a drill. This is how you put the drill bit in. You know the drills have changed now. Now you don't have to unscrew them or do all that. Now you just got the Milwaukee's got the chuck. Exactly, you pull it forward, you, pull you it drop back. it in. Yeah. Exactly, and you're. It, but you know what? When we got those, I didn't know what to do. You know who I called? My husband. I said, Frank, I don't, I don't know how to put the drill bit in. He's like, What do you mean? And and it sounds, it does sound kind of ironic that 
I wouldn't know how to do that, but they're new. They changed. I didn't, I didn't know. So, you know, so there's that. And so we kind of just go through like just the basics, like, you know, and if we get somebody in that knows, you know, like we got, just got a guy who started probably two months ago. He knows tools. He's been a mechanic. He's been around the stuff. So we're like, okay, great. But that doesn't, just because he's done that type of work, can he cut, you know, two feet? drywall mm. we go up two feet you measure it do make, you know how to measure it do you you know make sure you know how to use an imperial tape measure versus a canadian tape measure. yes I yes use, there so. you go you know and there's just little and there's little nuances too it's like if you go 24 and a half inches mm. a drywaller can come in take their eight foot drywall cut it in half boom slap done. it up it's done it's a little bit off the wall which you know or off the floor rather which mm-hmm. is better for us if they ever have something Another in the future flood. yep exactly. you know so there's just little like little things like that that you just learn along the way that time, time and experience you get in yes. you do it and, and so the more jobs you get into and every one of right. the neat part is everyone's going to be a little bit different absolutely yeah you know now obviously with what with what you do you deal with a lot of contents too and, and so you know I, I'm talking to the high school girls or the younger girls out here a little bit because you know you heard you mention guys but there yeah. you know you have we got you girls have yeah. LAs that that do any and all right the above too so yeah. I mean it, it's it, it's you know it's not something because the like I said it comes back to you're you're dealing with customers. Probably, I don't want to say in the weakest moment, but most of the time, it's Most not. Vulnerable. It's not. It's not yeah. a happy time. No. It's. 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 <laughs> you, you know, this is not a happy time. So when you're dealing with it, you you've you've got to have a huge. I guess what I say, customer service side right. of it. You have to. You, you want to be compassionate and you want to be conscientious, but you still have a job right to do exactly. And that's where a lot of times I find. It's kind of probably one of my faults because I am very caring and compassionate. And so I will sometimes err on the side of, you know, not in my favor, but I'll do it anyway because mm-hmm. that's who I am. But, but no, when you talk about girls, I mean, we've, we've got a girl that's she's out demoing today at a fire. You know, I mean, she'll jump right in. She's all over it. This is not just a this not just a boy job or a no. guy job or a man job. It is it it is. And we've got we've got another gal that runs our fabrics and our electronics division mm. now, and she I, I tell you what, she's yeah. she's a go getter. So well, well, I know there's some people that out in this world that may not necessarily agree with the statement, but I think it's important that we do have women in the trades you know i i you know and so you know as part of that so if you're you know and i hate to be stereotypical so i apologize (laughs) if i have but you know just because you're 18 19 years old as a girl does not mean you can get that can't do it you you absolutely can unfortunately i would love to say that society is perfect but if you walk into a shop where it's a male dominant you're gonna get some shit but the one the ones that can hack it are gonna do very well for themselves right Right, and I always tell people that too. Like I, am, I am truly a woman in a man's world when mm-hmm. it comes to restoration. There are not very many women-owned restoration companies out there. I think I'm, literally I'm sure in Omaha, not. there's maybe two or three. That is it. But I think that what's ironic is when you do your job and you do it well, whether you're a man or a woman, you're the one that they call back when they need mm-hmm. the, the gentle touch, if you will. It, so, it's still about the relationship. It, 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 it is. is. Yeah, abs- it is. A- absolutely. So. So obviously customer service is a big part of it. So if you're talking to, you know, someone that's looking to do 
what you're doing. What's your sales pitch? I know, right? I, it's like you can come to work, you can get dirty, you can, you know, what what is your sales pitch, you know? <laughs> so a lot of times, you know what, mine, mine is, is do you like helping people? Do mm-hmm. you have a passion for helping people? I mean, that is, that's truly... Because if you do, that's, I mean, that's where my passion came from. That's part of the reason we got into this. When we went to buy a company, we could have bought a bar. We could have bought a restaurant. We could have bought, I'm like, how am I, I want to do something that I can give back and help people. Mm. So that's kind of my sales pitch. I'm like, you know, if you're wanting to give back, if you're wanting to help people and, you know, that's, that's, and we do attract people because of that. And then there's the, also the work side of it. I mean, the work side of it is it, work is work. You know, yeah. it is what it is. There's yeah. not not really how much you can do. Or I was much. I was just having a conversation. We're out on a job site out in Omaha today. It's a commercial job, and I've got a couple of my younger guys. I see younger guys. One of the reasons we got to be on this job, we're putting in ACs today, and so we're they're sought. You know, they've soldered before, but I've got my lead guy that's been here for ten years. That is like. Excellent. I'm like, we want boot camp A, B, and C. I refer to my all my right. young people as boot camp. So it's it's a navy <laughs> thing. Don't ask. But we refer to it as boot camps. It's, it's like so they're all out, you know, soldering today. And so they got the old man out there, Kelly, critiquing and working with them uh, to, to make them better yes. at their job. Yeah. And, and so you know, and, and a lot of you know, but a lot and that's a lot of what you're do. doing mm-hmm. with, with with that. And so it gets you an opportunity to learn, you know, to learn something and. It, it's one of the deals. Once they learn, once they learn that skill set, you can't take it away from. Right. Them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it's and it is. I mean, for some people, it is a hard, hard concept to learn. But I think once they come to work for us, then it's like, oh, we get it. We and we have a couple of people that they're like, I don't want to be a lead. I just want to do. Want to be a worker bee. That's fine. We're fine with that. But we also do need leads, and we also need people to you know kind of move uh-huh. up the ladder to project manager and that kind of thing. So. And, and, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And nope. I'll bring an example. My wife's an IC nurse. She doesn't want to be a manager. She does not want the responsibility. She wants to work her her three twelves, take care of her patients, and go home. And she's perfectly content with it. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with no, that. No, absolutely not. And my my previous job, I worked nine to five, and I went home. There were no worries. There are days I wish I could go back yeah, to that. But five oh one, I'm out the door, yeah, folks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's you know what I think it. You either you either have it or you don't have it. I mean, it's kind of. But but there are. I think there are a lot of our younger children or kids younger kids, kids younger generation generation there you go whatever well, generation z y a b where we're at I, now I, right I, I don't know yeah. but there's a lot of that younger generation i think they're they they have that niche and mm-hmm. they would be good at it they just where do they go to use it mm-hmm. you know and and maybe some of them don't want to go to college but it's like i want to do this i want to mm-hmm. help people i want to give back well here you go. That, we that, are we're perfect. This is something you gotta think about. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna be dirt. I'm gonna get dirty. I can learn a skill. You know, can do demolition. Can help people. I mean, it's kind of right. you know, for some people, you know, they're looking for things and opportunities. You know, that's listen. Don't take this wrong, but service master is the first thing you think of when oh, you think about right. that. Right? Absolutely. You know? No, absolutely. It, it's not. But you're you're in a needs business. So. We are. We are. And you know, and then somebody said the other day, "Well, you guys are recession proof." I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but you know, but there because during COVID, it was. You know, everybody was like, oh, get ready. There's going to be tons of fires and waters because people are going to be home. No, there weren't. People were home, so they caught it sooner. Yeah. So we're like, oh, now what do we do? Like, this is so, you know, we had to 
pivot. We did a few things a little bit differently than we normally would, and we picked up some business that we wouldn't have normally have done. But, hey, we made it through, and that's all that counts. Hey, you can go do gutter cleaning. You can go do mosquito stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> we power washed houses, decks, driveways, you name it, we yeah. did it. But, but you know, and, and we didn't lose any of our employees. We kept them all employed. So, to me, that was that was most important. And it didn't matter to me what we had to do. Um, as long as we could do it, do it well, mm-hmm. satisfy the customer, and still keep our employees employed. Yeah. So, probably one of the questions you know people ask it. Yes, you you do work eight hour shifts in this world. I've seen one yes. recently where a guy <laughs> kid had to be told he had to work eight eight hours at McDonald's and he fall over. That's real life, folks. <laughs> that you is what, real yeah, life. Yeah, yes. it, it is what it is. Get over it if you can't handle it. Yep. Know what to tell you. But I mean, your your people, like I said, you know, forty hours. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's. Listen, HVAC February and March sucks in my world. I'll oh, yeah. call it for what it is. Or is it too? But you, you have the periods. But for the most part, your people are working all the time. They're, you, yep. Yeah. So, and that's what I said. That's where you have to be willing to step out of the box right. and do And maybe you have an employee that says, hey, you ever thought about doing X, Y, Z? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and so, and what I tell my guys too is, you know, like now we're super busy. So, and I have told them forever and a day, you know, if you give me 110% when we're busy, when we're not busy, I will find things to keep you busy. And mm-hmm. so that's what we do. You know, we had a period of about three weeks where we were we were pretty slow. Oh my gosh, we did training, we did we cross-trained, we cleaned, we, you know, I mean, we shuffled, we rearranged. I mean, it was but they at least got 30 hours a weekend, which, you know, for a lot of them they were like, Hey, 30 hours will pay my pay my bills. Yeah. I'm not sure that at my at that age. I would have been okay with that, but they, they were, and they all understood, but we kept them on the payroll, didn't send them home. We didn't call them off. We didn't, you know, so it, you know, it's kind I, of a give and take. I learned that early on. I moved down to Omaha Council Bluffs in 96 and I worked to work for a company. We were busy, busy, busy for about seven months. Mm-hmm. And then February, March hit. And I went from, you know, 40, 48, five hours a week to 15 hours a week at, at best for about two months. My wife had, was at work in a, ho- a hospital nursing home at that time. And, you know, I'm sitting at home four days, which just drove me nuts. You, right. you know, I'm living in an apartment. I don't even remember if we had a twins yet or not. But I just <laughs> remember, yeah, no, we didn't have a twin. I just remember it was terrible. I, you know, yeah. gave me time to go find trouble. You know, and, and, the, and the thing is that I went, after a year, I went to work for a different company. Right. You know, and no matter what, they worked, you know, we had, be, you know, Worst case scenario, we'd maybe work 32 hours a week. Yep. And so, you know what, in February and March, especially when I have an acreage, 30 hours a week, because that meant I could have at least an extra day or whatever. I had time to get shit I wanted to do done. Right, at, absolutely. You know. right. So, so it's nice to have that flexibility, too, you know, because, you know, like I said, depends what your situation is, you know. You're probably not going to catch me on an Xbox, but, you know, <laughs> but whatever it is that you want to do. And right. sometimes that having that flex time, is important too. Right. And that, and, you know, but then when it's time to go to work, it's time to go to work, time to yep. go to work. And and that's the other thing we did too, is like when we were slow, we we're like, Hey, if anybody needs any extra time off, you know, take it now. It's, yep. you know, it's not and a so, problem. Yeah. And I mean, and there were, you know, there were a couple of days, you know, people, we like one day we had a job and the guys worked really hard. And one of the guys came in and said, I'm gonna, is it okay if I take tomorrow off? I, that's sure. fine. We're, we're flexible enough and we're, you know, and I'd like, I, you know, I, I have bragged multiple times that we're pretty family oriented. I mean, people, you know, something comes up with your family. Hey, family's first. You got to go. So, you know, we still get the job done. Everybody else seems to kick in and take over and, you know. 
Well, big thing for me, you know, uh, this is the reason I own my own business first and foremost. My wife will tell you someday she cusses me for it because I do own a business. But, you know, listen, I didn't care 14 hours a week. I don't work, don't look at a timesheet per se. I, I don't personally. But I knew this, if my kids had a football game on Friday night or they had wrestling on Tuesday or whatever, if I needed the time off. You went. I went. I didn't have to miss that stuff. Right. And, you know, so that, that. You know, that, that is something. And I, I try to do that with my guys now. It's like, listen, don't call me 415 and tell me you need to be there. But, hey, listen, if you know a couple days ahead of time or, you know, you have a schedule mm-hmm. at one guy, hey, listen, his kid's playing, you know, football down in Glenwood. Listen, they play Friday night at 7 o'clock. They're, they're going to Carroll Friday. Guess what? He probably needs to be out of here at 2 o'clock on Friday right. so he can be at Carroll. Yep. And, and, you know, that's, you know, and, and you know, you, Got to get the job done, but you know what? Here's the deal: the kid ain't gonna care how much you worked. Right? They're gonna worry about, hey, you know what? Absolutely. Mom and dad were there to support me, and you know, <laughs> and, and, and and that's huge. You, yeah. you know that that that's huge. So I mean, yeah, we all listen. We're all those business owners are a bunch of greedy people. At least that's what everybody seems to think, or that you're a business owner and you're rich. But you know, if not you, true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally not true. No. But if you but if you got employees and you got to be respectful of their time right. and their faith, because when you hire right. them, you're not only just hiring them. Your family, family. family. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and we, as, actually, it's funny, my daughter will kill me for telling you the story, but when she was, when we bought this company, she was 15, 16 years old, and we had absolutely ruined her life because we bought a company, so the money was tight. It went from, I was making good money, Frank was making good money. He still has his job, but I love mine. And we there was no extra money. And so she would want to go shopping to buy a pair of jeans, and I'd say, you got 40 pair downstairs. Can you pick one of them? And she's, you ruined my life. You ruined my life. You know, and so when I, but where I came from, previous, if my child was sick, it didn't matter. I still need to show up to work. If my child was, you know, she broke her arm and they would not let me leave work. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I'm not doing this. And I, and I will, would never do this to my employees. But going back to the kids, like my grandkids, my grandson is playing baseball and select baseball. There's been there's been afternoons. I'm like, I'm out. So, yeah. You know, he's got two games today. They're playing in a tournament. It's a Friday afternoon or maybe it's a Thursday. Yep. And I'm out and we travel and we follow them. And so. They're playing down um, Lincoln today. Sucks to be you guys. Handle yep, the forks. Yep, <laughs> yep. So I, I mean, but, but I will also jump in and cover for somebody else who needs to leave to go do it. So they jump in and cover for me. Hey, so listen, anybody that knows me and knows me and all knows that, you know, Halloween and they, well, I say Halloween, but Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, especially Black Friday, as long as we beat Nebraska, is my favorite holiday. <laughs> I knew of the you year. were going to go there. Yeah, I, I had to go there at some point. Yeah, you got lucky last year. <laughs> but then, you know what? Listen, Christmas, yeah, my wife hates me for this too. Christmas has not always been the greatest holiday in my house. So, especially with young kids, right. I don't want my on call guy on call on Christmas Eve, yes. Christmas Day, you know, Especially it's got young kids at home. It's like, no, we're going to take it, find the guys that don't, because you, you know what, I, I mean, three-year-old Johnny needs a, needs mom and dad there when absolutely. Santa's Claus comes yeah, in, and, absolutely. you know, some people forget that too, so it's important. So. We've had we've had fires. We had one year, we had a fire that came in at like 7, 7.30, 8 o'clock on New Year's Eve. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and so, you know, the first, you know, they're getting their, family in the hotel and then the next thing comes to mind is like oh crap we don't have a tree the gifts are all in the house they're in this closet we literally there were five of us and I will never forget that year there were five of us that were up all night Christmas Eve literally 
delivered the gifts in the hotel lobby. They put them under their tree, and the kids all came downstairs like like Santa had delivered their gifts, you know. And it was – but you know what? That was the best – that was probably the best Christmas we've had. Oh, absolutely. Literally. I mean, they, you, take, make the best, you make the best out of a yep. bad, 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 bad situation for you. Yeah. Well, let's go. But one more question I have for you. So you've been doing this for a long time. What I don't want to say your best experience, but what with your job that you do and that your people do gives you the most satisfaction? You know, I think really for me, it's at the end of a job when we get everybody put back together, you know, especially if you have a fire. When you go to deliver those contents and you see their home, how beautiful it is now, where you saw it, you saw it in the beginning when it was burnt mm-hmm. and just, you know, you walk in, it's just beautiful and the people are happy. You, you take their stuff back and, you know, and hey, we're not perfect. I mean, we make mistakes, but at the end of the day, we always make it right. And I think, you know, getting a review out there that says, hey, they did this for me and they did a good job. Those, those make my day. Those wow. are a lot of times people will handwrite me letters or notes yeah. and tell me what a wonderful job we did or yeah. our team did. And, and your employees like to see that. Too. Oh, and I show them. I, we have a bulletin board. Yeah. They're up there. So. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's huge. You know, they want to yeah. hear that you're doing a good job. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. so, well, you got a shop in Omaha and you got a shop here in Council Bluffs. Two. You got two. So let yep. let lucky you two 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 buildings. <laughs> two, two buildings. Two sets of two sets of everything and two different names for service masters. Right. So you gotta love franchises. I won't go into that today. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, tell us a Council Bluffs address and how to get a hold of you. So Council Bluffs is our service master restore by Schmader. We are at seven fourteen First Avenue here in Council Bluffs down just what west of Bayless Park. The phone number down there is 712-256-6008. Okay. And that actually rings over to our Omaha office, which is where the girls are that answer yeah. the phone. Our location in Omaha is a service master of South Central Omaha, kind of centrally located, but we can go anywhere. You have a problem, you can call us, we can go. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at 5350 F Street. Okay. And that phone number is 402-339-9911. Mm-hmm. So hopefully nobody has a fire or a flood or anything else, you know, especially on Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve. But if right. you have that situation, that's why your business definitely give Cindy a call. And if, you know, if you're looking to get into it, I would encourage you to go over and, and, and talk call. with her and her people. And uh, I appreciate you coming in today. Thanks. I appreciate you having me right. and appreciate the not giving me a lot of crap about Nebraska. <laughs> that's all right. I probably ain't got no room to talk right now, but you know, I got to talk shit anyway. That's all right. That's all right. But for this podcast, it's Travis Wall State signing off. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.